Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Simon Alicia here in beautiful Melbourne, Australia, joined by a special guest this time around. I'm joined by Peter Kakandis, who's Senior Product Marketing Manager for Mobile Services at AWS. Welcome to the podcast, Peter. Thank you, Simon. Glad to be here. Good to have you here. Now, we've decided to have a bit of a chat today about um, something related to the mobile world, and clearly more and more people consume uh, and interact with organizations, companies, and services through the mobile experience, be it uh, tablets and devices and all sorts of different things. And um, one of the big things around that is quality, and we'll dive into that in a moment, but one of the services we have to help our customers and developers solve that problem is something called AWS Device Farm. So maybe, Peter, do you want to talk a bit about what AWS Device Farm is, and then maybe we'll dive into why it is relevant to our listeners? Yeah, Simon, I think uh, the main thing to understand about AWS Device Farm is that it provides developers with a set of real-world devices. They're actually located uh, in a lab, in racks, and you have the ability as part of your continuous delivery, continuous integration process to be able to run live QA tests on an array of the most popular devices, both iOS and Android, and then get the results back from those test runs so that you can sort of do a pass and make sure that you're avoiding any quality issues that you may encounter due to different issues with regard to different OSs or different sizes, all kinds of different issues that you can uncover. Yeah, and so let's let's uh, dive into why that's important because you know we'll come back to the the nuances and details of um, of AWS Device Farm in a moment, but you know, we're talking just before about. Um, how the you know the mobile experience is a fickle one in that people will, will jump on quickly try something if they don't like it they'll go away and I certainly I know when I you know whenever I'm in the app store looking for an app one of the things I do look at is the reviews and you often get the uh, you know the classic one star review this app crashes all the time etc so maybe if you can share what you've learned about customer engagement with apps and what a difference quality can make to the success of an app yeah, absolutely. You know, as you mentioned in the intro, uh, people are spending more and more time engaging with products and services of the companies and brands that they interact with through mobile devices, whether it's a native mobile application or through a mobile web experience. Um, you know, industry statistics, you can look at things like the uh, annual internet report from by Mary Meeker from uh, Kleiner Perkins, and it'll give you all the data of exactly how much time people are spending per day on their mobile devices. And as a result of that, since that is this channel that people are increasingly connecting with, it's absolutely imperative for companies, any type of organization, regardless of industry or size, to provide a flawless experience. You know, you always hear uh, people talking about they want to delight their customers. And the number one thing that acts as a turnoff is a performance or a quality-related issue with, with a product. Some industry studies uh, have indicated that up to 86% of people will delete an app after one use if they experience a quality or performance problem. And the reason why this is so critical is that companies spend inordinate amounts of time, effort, and money to market and promote their apps and to get people to download and 
interact with those apps the first time to acquire those customers, as we call it in the industry. And if you want to have a positive lifetime value out of that customer, you really can't afford to have them having a bad quality experience up front because then you've lost them. And once you've lost them, you you lose all ability to re-engage with them and to get them to then uh, spend additional time uh, or um, activity in your application, which is the key driver for achieving the business outcomes that you're trying to achieve, whatever those may be, whether they're you know revenue related or impression related, depending upon the business model that you're driving through the app. So that's an interesting thing is that that engagement and that that fickleness of people moving away very quickly. Now, how does that tie into you know, this well-known concept of MVP where I just want to get my you know, my app out real quick, I'll get into the market, see what people like, and then I'll, I'll iterate really fast on it. Um, but there's a nuance there related to quality that might not be evident to everyone. Yeah, you know, the concept of MVP is valuable. You want to get something out quickly and get feedback. But the point of it is, is that even though it might be a, a, a limited functionality product to try and, you know, test the waters uh, or the temperature of, of customers, it still has to be a high quality delivery because what you want to spend your time is getting feedback from the customers about the app itself, the features, the functionality. What you don't want to do is get stuck in this sort of like negative reinforcing loop of people reporting quality or performance issues. And then you're, you know, struggling to go back and figure out those things rather than thinking about, oh, What's the next feature I can implement that will delight and improve the experience? And so Device Farm, by sort of allowing you to do that sort of testing and have that integrated into your tool pipeline, allows you to avoid a lot of those issues and get the benefits out of the, the MVP process. For sure. So let's let's dive into what AWS Device Farm is. Um, so that our listeners can understand how that might fit into a, a development tool chain. So clearly, if you're developing an application, uh, you want to test it everywhere. And uh, the world of mobile devices is a fractured one. So you've got iOS devices, Android, Fire, a whole lot of varieties of hardware, uh, mixes of things that use Wi-Fi only, use 4G, 5G is coming as well, all these types of things. Give us a bit of a summary of, of what Device Farm is and how it can be used. Yeah. So, you know, a typical developer, you know, and again, regardless of the size of the organization, you know, you'll build your product and then, you know, you'll have certain things that you can test locally and using the simulator um, or uh, then also test on your own devices. But, you know, because of that wide variety of devices that are out there, you can't necessarily afford to be able to maintain your own set of devices that you test against that in any way comes close to mimicking the variety of devices that are out there. Um, you know, I think there's like 18,000 different configurations of Android that, that are currently sort of tracked. Obviously, there's fewer for iOS, but even then, you know, in less developed markets, you might have people that are still on much earlier versions of, of an iPhone that can't even be upgraded 
uh, to the latest versions, for example. So if you want to be available in those markets and target those customers, some of which, you know, you look at them, they actually have very large populations. And as, you know, these older devices go down market, they uh, are becoming increasingly common in areas where they wouldn't have been previously. So that represents a significant market opportunity. So what Device Farm does is it allows you to then expand your testing from what you can do locally in a simulator to the actual real devices and to be able to get feedback on how the application performed on those devices with, you know, different memory configurations, different screen sizes, all of these things that you might not be able to test as well uh, locally. And then, you know, based on that feedback, then you can go and fix those problems. And we support plugins like uh, Jenkins, for example, and uh, so that can be integrated with your existing, uh, you know, pipeline so that you can automate a much larger uh, degree of the, the whole continuous integration, continuous delivery process. I think that raises a really good point that automation is important and is one part of, of where this service helps our customers. So one of the nice things is you can test in parallel across a whole variety of devices. And to give you a flavor, I mean, there's pretty much every kind of iOS device you can imagine. There's a whole bunch of, of Android devices. There are devices I've never heard of. In fact, I'm, I'm scrolling through the list here and I've noticed the, the Wiko Pulp 4G, which I've never heard of before, but sounds like a great device. I wouldn't mind having a Pulp. But um, one of the nice things is, you know, as you say, you don't have to have any of these devices yet in your development tool chain. You can be in parallel testing all of them for quality. You get video uh, screenshots, logs, performance data, so you know what's what's working and what's not. The other nice thing is when you are getting that feedback from your uh, from your user base saying, "Hey, I'm running this particular version of your app on my phone and it's doing this," you can also spin up an instance of that and do some interactive testing as well. So you can gesture, you can swipe, you can interact, and you can basically replicate what that customer was doing when the crash happened. Because uh, we all know that you know nothing's a bug until it can be replicated. And it can be hard if you don't have the actual hardware. So this way you can do that kind of on demand, can't you? Absolutely. It's it's all about a la carte and doing things that, you know, whatever works best for what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And there's definitely times where you want to do sort of just, you know, one at a time and check something on a device that you might not be able to have access to, or you want to do parallel testing across a whole bunch of uh, devices at once. Yeah. And and you mentioned that the plugins, I think they're really useful. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to the repos for those. There's a Jenkins plugin, there's a Gradle plugin, there's Appium tests, there's uh, sample tests for iOS, there's Calabash tests, uh, a whole bunch of different things that you can uh, take advantage of, which would you know, pretty much slot into what you're doing on an existing basis. Also, um, the pricing, I think, is really interesting. There are, there are three kind of pricing models that I'll run through. Um, first is, of course, a, a pay-as-you-go, pay for what you use. So you can test on any of the devices in parallel and just pay by the device minute. It's 17 cents per device minute. And for new accounts that qualify for the free tier, the first 1,000 minutes are free. So you can actually experiment and do quite a lot, um, even with that free tier. If you want unlimited testing, you can test as much as you want each month for a flat rate 
starting at $250 a month. And then there are also private devices, and this is uh, something that's available to you from $200 a month, where you have dedicated devices deployed exclusively for your account. So kind of a, a, an approach for each different kind of customer. I mean, when would different customers use these different models, Peter? What have you seen works well? Yeah, I mean, I think the point is, and this is uh, true for all of AWS services, is that we try to provide you know, flexibility that makes it very easy for people to get started. And then as you start to achieve scale, you're able to, again, have very cost-effective um, uh, programs and tiers to be able to continue using and grow your usage of AWS services. And that benefits everybody. So, you know, a smaller developer or a new development team or somebody who just, you know, has an idea can get started, you know, very simply and, uh, you know, just do very limited testing. And then as your sophistication grows, you can start integrating that into, you know, a more automated pipeline. And then, you know, for large enterprises who really have, you know, a lot riding on these applications, both, you know, from a reputation point of view, from a revenue point of view, from, you know, a services point of view, they absolutely have to deliver, you know, rock solid uh, quality applications and so have to have a very extensive testing regime. And so the the purpose of those different, you know, pricing tiers is to be able to accommodate you know, all phases of the, the application development process and, you know, the, uh, the company development process. Yeah, and it's, it's those, those phases that are really important. So one of the things that the, the service helps customers do is, for example, test the upgrade flow of an application. And I know personally with my apps, I love the ones that upgrade smoothly and the ones that don't upgrade smoothly maybe get off my favorite list. Um, with uh, AWS Device Farm, you can upload the old version of your app and then you can install the new version and test that whole process, which is pretty cool. Another thing that you can do is, is test for different locales. So you can test uh, different countries. You can also override so you can supply the lat and long coordinates for the GPS for the device when you're doing the test. So even though the lab is located in the US, you can be testing Australia, you can be testing Africa, you can be testing all these places that you may not physically be able to go, but you have user bases in. So it's lots of flexibility. So certainly something worth uh, diving into for a lot of our customers. Hey, Peter, thanks so much for joining us today. Look forward to having you back on the podcast for some other episodes related to mobile topics as well. Thank you very much, Simon. Great talking with you. And uh, links in the show notes to everything we spoke about today. As ever, we do love to get your feedback, AWS podcast at amazon.com. And until next time, keep on building.